0: <laughs> LIFE'S FULL OF TOUGH CHOICES, in IT? <laughs> WELCOME TO CHRIST IN THE CHAOS, WHERE A PASTOR'S KID AND A KIDS' MINISTRY DIRECTOR TALK ABOUT RAISING A CHRIST-CENTERED FAMILY. WE'RE NOT SURE WE KNOW WHAT WE'RE DOING, BUT WE ARE RIGHT IN THE THICK OF IT. AND THIS IS HOW WE'RE FINDING CHRIST IN THE CHAOS. and welcome to Christ in the Chaos. This is Kathleen here with my husband. Joel! Who made fun of me for how I do the intro to the show right before we started recording. How
1: dare you? I wasn't making fun. I was loving humorously.
0: Um, Today's episode is about making tough decisions. Like whether
1: Uh, or not to make fun of your wife before a podcast. No, that's
0: an easy decision. You just came down on the wrong side of it. Oh, Um, But before we get to that, it is time for the family check-in.
1: This is the part of the show where we check in with your family. So
0: we're not really checking in with their family. They're checking in with their family. We're checking in with our family.
1: You can't see on the podcast, but I'm giving her a withering look. I'm withered. (laughs) So check in with your family, find them wherever they are, check in, see how they're doing. Ask them, hey, how are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? I can't complain. I mean that literally. (laughs) I can't <laughs> not complain. Not allowed to. Not allowed to. We are in church summer Bible camp coming up. And so it's a little stressful in our household, but not for me. Nope. Nope. It's not even that stressful
0: for me right now. I'm all caught up. I feel good. The boys helped me sort out 2,000 beads today, and we made 100 keychains, and my fingers hurt and my back hurts. That's when my back hurts, I bet. Um, my back started hurting this afternoon and I couldn't figure out why, but I realized that I did spend about two and a half hours today hunched over doing piddly things with my fingers. Fun. Anyway, so I'm, I'm in a little bit of pain, but I'm where I need to be and I'm happy with how things are going down and, um, people are like quitting on me and falling apart left and right, but I am confident that God will provide what we need. Not quitting on me. Having personal issues, legitimate personal issues come up.
1: So just imagine that I said I was done and asked how she was doing. <laughs> That's pretty much how I'm doing. We're You're focusing fine. on you. We're
0: fine. Tomorrow's 4th of July.
1: I wasn't going to tie this to any particular...
0: Well, tomorrow is 4th of July. So in theory, we're going to try to relax tomorrow. Sort of. Yeah. So happy 4th, 4th of July to of our American listeners,
1: kids. to our Canadian listener. I do There know. is one. No. And to our... British listeners? No,
0: we have randos all over the world, Joel. Yeah. All but, over the world.
1: I mean, to our French listeners. we. Oui. Hey, hello. Bonjour. No, not that. But happy 4th of July, UK.
0: Let's get to today's topic. Today's topic is about making tough decisions. What to do when life throws you a curveball, and all of a sudden you are faced with making a tough and sometimes high-stakes decision. This topic came up. Yeah, this all came up because of swim
1: meets. So not that high stakes, but it's our kids' emotional health. I guess
0: that is that is the high stakes part of it. Um, So we came up with a process of how to evaluate making a tough decision, and I'm not sure it is the perfect process, but it is the process that we came up with. Um, and it's the one we're going to follow as we go through this tough decision. And so, the process that we came up with was adv- basically advice from yourself, advice from scripture, advice through prayer, advice from others, and make your decision. Um, so, advice from yourself is creating a sort of pro and con list of the different options that are available to you. Um, advice from scripture is examining your motives and realities from your pro and con list against scripture. And not just what you're reading, but what you know about the character of God through scripture and what pleases God through scripture. Advice through prayer um, and wait if you can for clarity and have some sort of patience. Seek advice from other people, uh, godly people you trust, and then make the decision and have grace for yourself. Every decision that you make, especially a tough decision, is going to have a downside. And you might even make what you determine to be the wrong decision, um, but not being hard on yourself or are hard on God because things didn't turn out the way you expected. So to go into our big decision. Our big decision right now is whether to our
1: big decision
0: pull Dane out of swimming or not.
1: Here's the thing. I didn't want to put Dane in swimming, Accurate. but we did. And he did great. He loves practice. He loves competition. He loves racing. He loves hanging out with his friends. It seemed like the kind of thing he would be. Oh, you were into. saying
0: before swimming, this was your impression of him? Yes. Okay.
1: And it's still my impression of him. Okay. He loves racing his friends. <laughs> he loves competing. He's always saying, let's race. You know, he likes hanging out with people. He likes going to practices.
0: So, and He loves to, his coach. To, yeah. So, and then just even going back, one of the reasons that, He's young. He's ter- He just turned five 10-ish days ago. And um, so that's like in the middle of the swim season. For half the swim season, it was four. And for half the swim season, it's going to be five. Actually, more what half of it was four. But I decided that it was okay to put him in and thought it was a good idea to put him in because he was going to be in the water every day, um, which meant that his swimming skills would accelerate drastically, which they have.
1: Yeah, his swimming skills are fine.
0: Yeah. um, I, He has this personality. He does, you know, tricks or he does gymnastics. I guess we don't have to name drop where it is, but, um, he does gymnastics. He does, he, he participates at church and at preschool. Um, and at some practice, he is the most easygoing, flexible. Um, he gets a little sensitive if he gets in trouble, but on the whole, he's got a great attitude about everything that he's supposed to do. He's a good listener. He follows directions. He, um, just does what he's asked to do. And I, As his mom, in observing all of the things leading up to this point, I presumed that this same attitude would apply in swimming, which it did for all of practices, Um, because they practiced literally months Mm -hmm. before their first time trial or like the first like pseudo swim meet. So then we went to the first, I'm just going to call it a swim meet, even though it's a time trial, because for his purposes, it was his first swim meet. They get into the pool to warm up for the first time. I think they told him not to use the lane line. He gets like two-thirds of the way through the pool, chokes on water, doesn't breathe for too long. Something absolutely freaks him out.
1: Just starts panicking.
0: Really panics. Is crying and screaming. Now, to be fair, the coaches were there. I was there. Um, The coach noticed him at about the same time I noticed him. He was
1: not in danger. He
0: was not in danger, and he wasn't under-supervised. I don't want to make it sound like they did a bad job um, because I saw the look on her face. When she noticed he was panicking, um, it was unexpected. It was not what I expected after watching yeah, him practice. And he was
1: swimming fine. He was panicking with his head above the water.
0: So she um, swims to him, helps him get to the end. He loses his mind in the middle of the first lap of the first warm up of the first swim meet. And uh, ever since then, every single race, every single freestyle race, he's had a couple of backstroke races where he's mm-hmm. been okay, but every single freestyle race has been. An absolute freak out. Panic. Panic leading up to it.
1: Grabbing onto my arm. Daddy, don't make me, don't make me go, Daddy. Don't make me go. <laughs> so terrible. you can see where been our been dilemma is. Terrible. Should we quit? Should we let him quit? Or should we force him to stay in? Are we making him a better person by making him stay in or are we hurting him?
0: Right. And I just think it's important to point out, well, we're gonna go into all the details of it, but that when he once he settles down, he's fine that he has done races of the like 16 that he's done there have been like four that have not been like this he's capable of swimming a lap by himself without touching the lane line or without help from his coach
1: for those of you not in the know the lane line is the rope in the middle of the pool when you watch the olympics all the little ropes in the middle those are lane lines
0: i'm pretty sure because of the olympics people have at least that much context so he's fine except for that there is some sort of like mental block. It's bad, y'all. It is really it's bad. It's a lot of
1: screaming, crying. It is
0: so bad. Um so the question is should we quit? I came up with a couple of good reasons why yes. Um the first and like fundamental reason that I'm that I have considered it over and over again is the idea that it could be doing some real damage especially with regard to him and the water?
1: Yeah, his Confidence, but it doesn't, but it seem, doesn't to. seem
0: to because he's happy as a clam in practice every single day.
1: He jumps into other people's pools, he jumps into his grandma's pool, and he swims jumps around. into the
0: practice pool, the same exact pool he has those swim meets, and like before he's allowed to because he's excited about getting in the water. Yeah, so that feels unlikely, and
1: not just in the shallow end, he goes out into the deep end of the no, pools, no problem, where he can't touch.
0: I don't really know if you could traumatize him for competition by making him do it, but that doesn't seem likely either, right?
1: I don't know. I think, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) There is something about when he's on the blocks looking down that pool that just freaks him out. We went today and it just freaks him out.
0: We should clarify that we have, he has gone off the side. It's not just the block. Um, we've tried that avenue, um, and that he also, uh, for one or two of his backstroke races, has freaked out, too. So it's not like it's just jumping off the block that scares him.
1: It could be, maybe, God holding your hand a little bit, and maybe pushing you back um, from pushing him too hard. There's a lot of swim competition in your heart? <laughs> There's a lot of, I,
0: I, you know, I really... I can genuinely say now that he's like been out there that I don't have an emotional investment in how he does as a four year old. I really could care less. But there but yeah, I Yeah, but as
1: soon as he turns sixteen or whatever. Not
0: sixteen. Oh Joel, that's adorable. But when he was like six or seven, if he actually showed some promise in swimming It's possible that God is just like being like, you cannot handle him being good at this. Um, You will get too wrapped up in it or he will get too wrapped up in it. And you guys will be all about what you can achieve through this. And you're just creating another generation of yourself and the problems that something created for me in the first place um, of it being about me, about my pride. There's also the reality that God could be like, you know, I work in ministry and our family's future is in ministry and ministry is Sundays. and if Dane was good in swimming like I would have a very hard time with that because sw- swimming is Sundays Swimming, you don't have the option he's like we could be being protected from having to make this choice in the first place we obviously don't have to make yeah. the choice right now with a four-year-old it might anyway just
1: not be his thing I don't know it might just not be what he's called to do
0: that is fine and I'm like fine with that
1: but 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 do we make him push through for the season
0: <laughs> well so bad reasons to quit um, so this is kind of on the the pro and con list. Um, I think it's a bad reason to quit that I'm embarrassed by the way it looks about me. When he's in the water and he's screaming and crying and people are looking at me like I'm a bad mom. And I'm like, well, let's just quit so I don't have to feel that discomfort anymore, even mm-hmm. though I think I believe the reasons that I we've kept him in. I
1: get it. Because he, he's big. And so he's bigger than a lot of the kids who are older than him, who are much more mature than he is and you're like yeah he's acting like a four year old cuz he's four. Well,
0: I'm not ashamed of him. I'm ashamed of the way it makes me look. Um because he's because he Same looks thing. he looks absolutely young enough to freak out. People could have total mm-hmm. grace and understanding of that. But watching me ask him to do it week after week and the way it makes me look to other parents, especially a lot of our parents on our team have seen the whole picture a little bit and so I feel less self-conscious, but when I am at, when it's at the other team watching it happen, um then it makes me feel a little it yeah. makes me feel
1: and you wouldn't want strangers who you'll never see again to think you're not a great parent.
0: Well, and speaking of not being a great parent, I have a genuine shame that this was the first thing where he acted different than I expected him to act. I don't I didn't realize that until this came up that I took a lot of pride in being able to predict his behavior.
1: Yeah, in everything else.
0: He's he's so consistent and he is such a rock and he is such an easy going simple kid and i can be like i can put him in anywhere and be like i know my kid is going to be okay and this was the first time where that was definitively not the case and i was not at all ready for it and i did not at all expect it and it's almost like i'm if we see it through and he grows through it it's like i can validate my original decision to put him in swimming by pushing him to succeed and by succeed at this point i mean be able to swim a lap and get past this
1: without crying
0: yeah So those are the reasons, good and bad, to quit. But we also have some good reasons to not quit. And I actually think the number one reason is to, and maybe this is very vain, and maybe this is very prideful, is to figure out what's happening so that I know him better or that I know I can predict this in the future. I really just want to know what is going on. I mean, that's like the investigation that I'm doing at every swim meet is like, What is going through your brain right now? And I cannot get anything from his panicked five-year-old brain.
1: But, I mean, that's a good reason to get to know him better so you can be a better parent, so that when these things come up in the future, you know how he's reacting and why, so that you can react appropriately. So we don't have to go through this process again and again and again with everything he does.
0: Another good reason to stay, and this is the thing that I'm feeling the most shame about, not as a parent, but as... um, a ministry person, is that I have really not brought God into the equation of this at all. And while I realize that God is not sitting up there um, pushing four-year-old boys to swim faster, um, I teach the kids again and again that when they are afraid and when they lack peace and when they are anxious and when they are worried, that they should go to God in prayer. And now that it is my own kid that could be let down by it, that God could not respond in a way that a five-year-old would understand. Um, I am trigger shy about bringing God into the picture because I'm worried that we'll pray that he'll still freak out and that that will take, be a hit on his faith.
1: There are always going to be times when we let our kid down. There will never be times when God lets him down. And the answer might be No. Certainly if you pray god help me run this race yeah. fast <laughs> the answer will probably be do it yourself.
0: Yeah, well but or I, even not but this is not the occasion for that prayer.
1: The help us calm down, help control the butterflies. That's, he doesn't Take like the my butterflies. Worries. That's what it yeah. Take my worries. That kind of thing at the very least calming down and closing our eyes and taking a deep breath is going to calm him down and then of course we believe god will also be there to help god won't fail him i never be hesitant to bring god in i understand why you don't it's a it's a hectic moment it's i mean i haven't either right it's a wild weird moment and we should we should try and bring god into it
0: we talked about in this personal study episode about, uh, the he- it's Hebrews 4.12 of the word, the, the word of God is living and active. And the funny thing is, as I'm preparing for this kid's camp, one of the themes of one of the days is that when life is scary, God is good. They use Psalm 23 as, you know, as I walk through the valley of the, the shadow, shadow of, of death. death. I, I fear no evil. He knows that verse. And I could use that like when we are afraid, when we are walking through the valley, when we are feeling scared or anxious. We don't have to be afraid because we have God. Or he also knows from Seed's family, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So it's not like these are concepts that are beyond him. He actually understands, and we have talked about God being there to take away the butterflies, God being there to take on our worry. And he has a total concept of that. But I have, I have shied away from going there. Because of my own lack of faith. Mm-hmm. And that's affecting him.
1: And also because I like to be practical. I also don't want him to throw a fit and get his way. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to cry until he doesn't have to do what he doesn't want to do.
0: We haven't talked, not talked a lot about kids crying Um, and our philosophy about kids crying. We are 100% about kids crying who are sad and letting them cry when they are sad. <laughs> and they can cry all day. When they are sad. In fact, Dane says a lot to this. A lot of the time, he'll be like, I can't stop crying. We're like, that's That's okay, buddy. You just keep crying. Um, But when it comes to the fake whining cry to get your way, we are a zero tolerance family for that fake cry. And this is confusing because it is a genuine cry that is clearly a tool that is being used to get his way.
1: Yeah. And it's over as soon as he gets out of the pool. Yes. He gets to the other end of the pool, gets out and he's fine.
0: Yes. So it's very hard to monitor whether um, this is the sort of thing where we're being manipulated or not. I'm not willing to traumatize him to.
1: To find out. Yeah.
0: No. So, I mean, this is a, this is kind of uncharted territory. I, I didn't use this language, but I want him to overcome. I want this, more than anything, I think the number one good reason to stay is I want him to face a challenge, to see it through, and to, with God's help, overcome. If we can do that, this whole season will be worth it. Mm-hmm. And I realize also that that puts a lot of pressure on him, and it kind of puts God to the test that, like, we, we need this outcome. I have faith that no matter what the ultimate outcome is, that God is in it and God is working through it. But it is very hard to not be able to point to the specific thing for your five-year-old and explain to him how.
1: There's also a lot of worldly reasons not to quit. Let's say worldly (laughs) as opposed to bad. bad. (laughs) The
0: sunk costs of being on the swim team. It's not a particularly expensive team, but the investment of time and energy Mm -hmm. and money and... It's um, way more
1: expensive than soccer. Soccer pays us to show up.
0: (laughs) No, they don't. But you're right. It is more expensive. It is a way, way higher investment. Um, I think it's more hours volunteering as a regular parent and swimming than it is coaching six and under soccer.
1: It's close.
0: Um, And then there's just the like inertia of like, well, we're already doing it. And I don't want to have to like go to the pool and be like, hey, we're done. And I wouldn't just leave it hanging. I wouldn't just not show up. going on our pro con list which was the first advice from yourself pro quitting is to protect him psychologically or from trauma of of whatever's going on and to honor god's limits if that's what he's doing pro staying is bringing god in and trusting that god will do something great with it giving him the experience of overcoming and or at least facing even if he doesn't overcome um that being with god and facing his fear and the other one is just honoring his commitment is another reason for staying um He's a six and under, and he's like, they don't need him. (laughs) Yeah. But it's more about you're doing this, and we're going to see it through. He's not going to actually let anyone down. And to even tell him that would be disingenuous because it doesn't make any difference. So, in addition to giving advice from yourself by creating a pro con list and advice from scripture by examining it through the motives and realities, your motives and realities against scripture or with scripture's help, um, you should also seek advice from prayer and Dane already does this (laughs) on his own
1: (laughs) he's a better person than we are it's
0: because I've been wary of bringing God into sports in a way Mm -hmm. which is so hypocritical because I do really push the the kids to do this in ministry um but he has thanked God for helping him through his swim meets and for taking away the butterflies
1: those uh, butterflies
0: those butterflies um, and we have and I will say and this is the thing that kind of kills me um, in my trigger shyness of this is that the one time I prayed with him at a meet, it was by far his best meet that he like held it together and did the best at. I feel like that feels kind of hocus pocusy, but it's a
1: little hocus pocusy, but God is real.
0: Yes. Um, so I I really think that I need to be praying with him and I need to be praying for him and I need to be praying with you for discernment on what to do about this. Because yeah. I, th- I think ultimately, I th- even though we're talking about this being a tough decision, that we are in a decision process right now. And we're still going to be evaluating this after this podcast.
1: We're probably going to get lots of emails. <laughs> oh, no. Please send us emails. Tell us what to do.
0: Speaking of that, probably the thing that I have relied on the most, at least give me some peace is to talk to other people that I trust. I talked to one of the best conversations I had about it was with another mom that has, it's the, it is the other mom that has kids that are really struggling or a kid that's really struggling at swim meets. And she said that when she was a little kid, that her mom didn't really push her to do anything. And that she always kind of regretted that, that she wished that she had been pushed a little bit harder and not, mm-hmm. not made to, she was just allowed to quit when she wanted. And she felt like that had a real, that was really detrimental to her. And that that is why she was being firm with her kids on it. And that kind of, that felt like a validation of sticking with it. I've talked to my personal life. What did I call her last time? Personal life guru, Sandy Long. She, I had a sense of what I wanted to do and she confirmed what I thought, and that made it feel... Is
1: that why you like her? She just concerns what you think? (laughs) No.
0: Very often, she does not. Well, we've also had, hilariously, the help of my swim coaches from when I was a little kid, particularly the female, the mom of the two, and she's been really helping us try to get to the bottom of what's going on. She can, like, get him to swim. Um, Mm -hmm. In fact, he told to me, he had big arms yesterday, and he goes, that's the magic of looking down at toes. Um, So he like immediately learned something from the like 12 minute lesson he got from her. But even she was like, I don't know what's going on here. And the only suggestion she had was that it might be the block. But I think evidence has shown that the starting block is only a small part of a much bigger issue. So that's kind of where we are.
1: Yeah. But we have a plan. Sort of. I mean, it's basically just to keep doing what we've been doing. With some minor adjustments.
0: I talked to Ann today, his coach, and she was saying that she's probably going to have him walk over to warm up, but only get in if he wants to, Um, which has been something that I've been um, kind of wary of because I don't want him to feel like he can get out of the thing that everybody else has to do. But I think she's identified and I agree with her that like that is the first trigger of the day and that we might be better off if it's not part of what's going on. Um, so probably going to skip warm up because he's four and it doesn't make any difference. Particularly he five actually but, have to warm up. Yeah, I mean he does like a lap, and the, and then there's like forty minutes before his first race. The warm up does absolutely nothing but makes him get wet. The next meet is at nighttime, and one of the meets I had more success was when I did more talking about the swim meet ahead of time and preparing him mentally. Um, so I'm hoping that nighttime will mean like all day we can kind of. Get ourselves ready for the idea that there's going to be a swim meet that night instead of having to like wake up in the morning, show up somewhere at 645 and immediately be in swim meet mode. And then finally there's only two more meets.
1: Which is kind of cheating. Like we went through all this process of like, how do we make these decisions? Hopefully this helps you guys make this kind of decision in your life. Here's our process. We're not What's make your a process? Decision. We don't really have to make a decision because there's only one meet left and then quote unquote championships, which
0: I'm here here's the thing. This may sound like lazy parenting, but if the last meet goes really badly, I'm not going to do championships because I just feel like it's such a crazy time investment. I think the chances of him overcoming a fear are going to be so low when the environment changes drastically and gets more high pressure and gets more people that I'm not going to put him through that unless there's some improvement. Um, We are faced with a week off, which will be nice, so we'll give him some time to grow But it also could give him some time to revert and um, get out of the habit of doing swim meets in general. (laughs) So we'll just see how next Thursday goes. Um, But ultimately, we have made the decision to at least try another meet, to try to keep it as low-key as possible, um, to skip warm-up, and— Pray to God. Yeah, and and to really bring God into the process and trust that whatever he does with it will be good.
1: So thanks for listening to us work out our issues. Hopefully that helps you guys. I don't know. Hopefully it was entertaining at the very least.
0: (laughs) Here's the truth. They at least feel better about themselves as a parent right now.
1: (laughs) Well, speaking of feeling better as parents, let's get to our next segment where we make everyone feel better about their kids not being (laughs) weirdos. So
0: that came up. So today we were going to the Dollar Tree to get um, decorations for the 4th of July Parade. And, uh, we can't even remember it I mean, this was literally like two hours ago, but we can't remember what it was. We were telling them probably wanting toys. Um, and we said, Oh, not today. And we kind of, but Levi and, and all of us were kind of repeating like, not today, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden Dane yells pretty much at the top of his lungs in the middle of the Dollar Tree. Not today, Satan. And, um, and I, I just laughed. I mean, yeah.
1: What, how do you react to that? I mean. He's not wrong.
0: And I I think I know where it came from because it's one of our refrains on the Lord's Prayer. Um, When it says, deliver us from evil, we say, not today, Satan. And we just got a new Lord's Prayer book, and I've been teaching them the the little add-ons. So he's been hearing it over the last couple days. Um, It wasn't just a total random outburst, but to the people at Dollar
1: Tree, it was. (laughs) Fortunately, they all had a good sense of humor about it. All right. Do you want to pray us out? Sure.
0: Jesus, help us not to ruin our kid. Help us not to be bad parents that put him in therapy and cause him trauma and make him hate competition and water and us and you as he gets older. Um, help us to see what you're doing through this process and to discern how far you want us to push what and just take just take over. Just take over this whole problem. Um, And help us as we go forward making decisions and help our listeners as they go forward making tough decisions um, to seek out you uh, through prayer and through your word and through the people that you put into our lives and to make those decisions um, yours and them belong to you. And in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks for listening please take a second to rate and subscribe to this podcast it helps others to find us and to be hashtag blessed by the discussions that we have here if you want to contact us you can reach us on instagram at christ in the chaos or you can email us at christ in at gmail.com. until next week we hope you have a peaceful week but even if you don't remember that you can find us and jesus waiting for you in the chaos